Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. That was me attempting to ring a chime, which is beautiful, but I think I need to use the clapper as opposed to using my uh, match lighter thing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have um, been gone for two weeks, and I am so honored and pleased to see that people are still listening to the show in the archival mode. And in fact, I have more listeners than I've ever had before on the last show. As you know, what we do here is together we are joining our consciousness, we are joining together our thoughts to cry, try and create, not to try, to create a new Mimi. And maybe it's Mimi. I would be happy for someone to tell me how to pronounce it. I should look it up on the Internet. A new M-E-M-E, a new way of thought. Let's get down to the basics. We don't need jargon. Oh, pardon me. A new way of thought, a way of thought that is full of love, that makes love the first choice, not the last choice, that recognizes that love takes strength. Love in the face of adversity takes strength, more strength than raising a gun and expressing a base emotion, fear. As we join our consciousness together, we have prayed for changes or we have meditated together for changes. Whatever word makes you feel comfortable. We have celebrated, I hope it is perceived that way, we have celebrated the diversity in our listeners. We, we celebrate, we celebrate love. And we celebrate our unity. There is not one faith, there is not one philosophy that does not talk about a unity of the whole. Which means that when we, yes, when we judge and exclude others, we are judging a part of ourselves in the infinite form. That's a huge concept. When we judge others, we are judging a part of our infinite self. And keeping in mind that God does not create trash, that means we are judging a soul that has come here to enlighten our spirits by providing us an opportunity to advance forward by showing love. So thank you for listening. I will not be back after this show for two weeks. I will be uh, in Austin, Texas next week for the holiday. Who knows? Maybe we'll crop up with the show, but more likely than not, the show today will be the one until early December. I believe the next time will be December 1st or 2nd. So here we go. We need to spend some time, and what are we going to talk about today? You know what interests me is that I write down these topics 
and I, I feel inspired to write them. And I know the one today is a tough one. It's a tough one for me. It may be a tough one for all of you. But together, once again, if we begin changing the way people think, if we begin thinking together and sending out thoughts together of love, thoughts together that everyone is enough, this topic may become more natural, more instinctive. Because I think at our core, at our core, we are waiting to remember each and every one of us is enough. Each and every one of us is valuable. And that is what we meditate about, whether we do it in the Greek form, such as praying for people to have food, praying for peace, praying for um, people to learn to love one another, no matter the course that the prayer takes. In the end, the goal is to remind people, each and every person, that he and she is enough just as they are. I have said repeatedly that if you can imagine the universe like a ring, a ring full of precious gems that glisten like the stars. The ring is not perfect until every gem is in place. Not that there's a journey to get in place, but instead that the ring requires each and every person participating in life to be created, to exist, to grow, to experience. The ring requires us all. And if we can begin to believe that, and if we can begin to believe that just because we may not want as many things, as many toys as others, but that does not mean that we are less than. It just means we have a different nature, a different need, a different path. And if we can learn to stop judging people by what they have and instead look at who they are and look beyond the person that they are showing, the being that they are showing to us, and look instead at that spark of light inside of them, we can begin to recycle thinking about being enough. We can begin sparking that consciousness that each and every one of us is enough. So today we're going to talk about what happens so often when somebody starts talking, and sometimes, by the way, they are maybe talking about us, And we interpret, we defensive, we move into a defensive, fearful mode and are so threatened by their words that we attack back. And we're going to talk about that process today, the process also of looking beyond their harsh words and recasting what is being said by them into a lighter statement so that they experience the harshness of their words. But we walk away 
knowing that we have endeavored to bring peace to the moment. But before we get there, what we're going to do is we're going to spend a few minutes meditating together, joining together our hearts and minds, joining our breath with the breath of God. We're going to spend a few minutes reminding ourselves that each and every one of us individually is important to all that is. We matter. And we're going to do that with the Niles Be Still Thy Soul, which we do every Sunday morning that I do this program. I'd like to think it's more often than not when I, since I started it up. And as we do that, I know you all, everybody has a way of connecting with God. Some people just have not identified it. For me, I love the fragrance of incense, which is a little bit weird for someone who has asthma, but incense does not cause me to breathe hard. So I like to light incense in the morning before I go to my day and in the evening when I come home from the end of the day. In the morning to cleanse my thinking so that my actions will be as close to my true nature as possible, to my true self, and in the evening to forgive myself for those moments when they were not. I like to reach out my thoughts to all of mankind, but also I like to reach them out to personal topics. And I want you to know that when you hear from the pulpit that you should not pray for something for yourself, that's crazy. That's BS. Of course, pray for yourself. But in doing that, don't invade the free will choices of others. So pray for them to have the the glory of the whole decision themselves. But remind them, pray that wafts of what you are looking for comes toward them so that they are fully informed of where you are. Wafts of what you are looking for. So that if you're in the middle of a decision, should I love her, should I not love her, then send to him wafts of love or her wafts of love. Love that you have for them, if that's the case. If it's not, then send to them, because we sense when these choices are being made. Send to them wafts of acceptance as a friend. Sometimes a friend's love is far more enduring than a romantic interest. But send out good wishes as you meditate. And today, I would encourage you to breathe through the soles of your feet. The reason I encourage that type of breathing is not because it is the right way. There is no right way. Rather, I encourage you to breathe through the soles of your feet because it elongates your breath. When you breathe, through your nose to your lungs, it's a very short journey. Frankly, if you're breathing through your lung, your nose to your lungs, you're going to be breathing straight past your throat chakra, straight into your heart chakra, and you're going to get close, maybe within your sacral chakra, depending upon your body type. But there's a lot of other chakras that you want to line up. They're your divining rod. They open you up to be able to breathe one with God. They keep you they, they they keep you away from being stuck in this human condition 
They open you up to your divine self. It's not mystical. It's biological. It's physiological. I'm not making it up. It's not old age. I mean, it's not new age. It's old age. It's been around forever. And you feel it when you breathe. So I encourage you to breathe through the soles of your feet, pulling the breath up the front of your calves, up your thighs, crossing over to the base chakra. Ah, the zone of fear. We are all so afraid of not being perfect. We are all so afraid of being rejected that so many times it is easier to be alone, to be reclusive, to sit at your desk and not interact, to just do your job and leave because we're afraid of rejection, of judgment. Let's begin to lead the way in loving one another, doing unto others as we would have them do unto us. So we're going to let go of the fears as you're pulling your breath past your base. Release your fears. Oh, what a magnificent feeling that can be. Feel and enjoy just that right now. As we're practicing to get ready to meditate. Just releasing your fears for just this moment. It doesn't have to be forever. You can bring them back. Believe me, people do bring them back. Most people feel more uh, more comfortable in discomfort than they do in the comfort of peace. That is why it's a lifetime journey. That's why even when you find it, you sometimes lose it for a minute or so. But if you found it, you'll remember where you left it. And you left it free of fear. So let's release the fear from the base chakra. Now let us go next. Pulling that fearless breath. Now the breath has taken on a new energy. It's fearless. Most people say, oh my gosh, Mary, you're talking, you're talking, you're talking. How can we hold our breath that long? This isn't about a long breath where all you're thinking about is the prana. This is about sipping in breath and feeling the luxuriating experience of letting go of fear. Next, pull that breath up, that fearless breath. Sip in some breath. It's okay. Just add a little bit more to your breath. Add a little bit more to the energy there. And now pull that fearless breath up into the sacral chakra, the zone of creativity. Oh, my friends, there is so much for you to do for the world. As we join our minds together today, I want you to focus on just the wonder of you, the good things that you have done. We're going to send the energy of your accomplishments into the world as a reminder to the world that there are accomplishments in all of us. Now, pulling that fearless, creative breath up, you're going to come into the zone that really is right in the middle area of your body, and it's called the solar plexus chakra. And in the solar plexus chakra, that is the zone of healing. Ah. So many wonderful spiritual leaders have advised us over the course of mankind's existence 
that we have within us the power to heal each and every one of us. When we believe in it and we believe in the power of God, that God loves us enough to be with us and ignite that power. So I want you to see the yellow energy, the solar plexus, and allow that energy to course through your body. Feel it moving through every part of your body. Feel the yellow healing energy. And you're going to see some areas, if you close your eyes, you'll see some areas that look like they're dark. And what you want to do is you want to fill up the entire vision behind your eyes. The screen that is playing now behind your eyes. Fill it up with a beautiful electrical yellow energy cleansing away like using a vacuum cleaner just cleans up all suck up all of that all of that so that behind your mind's eye all you're going to see is crystal clear yellow cast light heal yourself of your psychic energy Injuries, excuse me, heal yourself of your physical pains. Heal yourself and believe that you are important. Now pulling your breath up, your fearless, creative, healing breath, you're going to come to your heart chakra. And what I would like you to do is square your shoulders, please, because by squaring your shoulders keeping them square, you thrust out your heart. You expose your heart to all. I can tell you, I truly can tell you and assure you that taking the risk on the heart, with the heart, will never let you down. Hearts don't get broken. People become disappointed. But if you allow yourself to relish and luxuriate again in the pleasure of loving and being loved, feel that energy. Feel that spiral of green light exiting your heart. And let us let that energy spread around this planet, spread through your house, through every every nook and cranny in your house. Let it go out and spread around your lawn. Move across the street and down the block to your neighbor's houses. Send love. Talk love. Be love. Feel that magnificent energy and know that you are enough. As you pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up to your throat chakra. That's really that spot right around where men have Adam's apples. I don't know if women have Adam's apples, but if they do, we don't see them. Right around that spot there in the throat. Just for a moment. Think of your throat chakra as the place where you speak. And today we're going to focus on positive things. So we're not going to look at the words that you have said that have harmed others. 
But instead, for today, we're going to focus on the kind of loving words that you have said that have lifted up others. We're going to focus on those moments when the words that you have chosen to say have diffused a situation, have moved it in a positive direction, have opened it up to light thinking rather than the heavy negativity of judgment. Bask in that feeling and know that you are enough to make a difference. Pulling your breath now up, fearless, creative, healing, loving, and kind speaking, forgiving. Let's pull it up now, and you're going to come to the area in your forehead that is called the third eye. I do not know a faith that does not recognize the significance of the third eye. It is the zone of manifestation. There's a beautiful faith out there, a faith, a way to get home to God, where people actually five times a day turn to the east and they touch their third eye to the ground as they do so. There's a wonderful faith out there that has a prayer shawl, and they pull it up, and they touch the shawl to the third eye as they pray. There are those who hold rosaries to the third eye. There are those who paint markings on the third eye. The zone of manifestation so many times when, we're, when we think about ourselves and we seek to have situations that are in our immediate presence fixed or resolved, and that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But many times, I would like to encourage you to many more times. So as many times. Yes, I do. Sometimes give confusing words. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm embarrassed. How about... Try adding, as you're doing this, as you're taking time throughout your day to meditate, try adding a peace thought. Try manifesting love. I invite all in the world to experience the joy of this peace that I know now in this moment. That is lovely, isn't it? To enjoy the peace that I know in this moment. Moments are fleeting, my friends. Many people justify not meditating because they don't have time My gosh, you can meditate at a board meeting and no one's going to know it. It only takes three deep breaths and you're connected to God. And you are right now on the final leg of bringing your breath in line with God's. 
Please pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath. Lift up the top of your head like it's a baseball cap. Allow through the crown chakra your breath to exit your body and join with the breath of God like it's going through a piper tubing. As you become one with God in your thoughts, breathe out, I am enough, and reach out and take the hand of God beside you and become God, one with God in your being. Feel the energy of God beside you holding your dominant hand. And know that that hand is always there, outstretched, waiting to take yours. You are enough. The rituals that we all go through are beautiful, but they are not necessary. What is necessary is to invite God into your being, your life. And then you will feel the wonder of God coursing through your body now as you sit there breathing. And as you repeat the breathing sequence, pulling up the air, up the front of your calves, your thighs, crossing over to your base chakra, pulling up fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting, ah, defining, join your breath with God. Reach out your hand as you breathe out your alternate hand and take the hand of a fellow listener's God. So that together our circle is being God, being God, being God, being God. There's no accident in the way I'm putting the words together. We are all of us human beings. And we are here to manifest God in our lives. And now as we sit here in the circle together, holding hands with God, in all of God's manifestations. I'm going to play Aniel's Be Still Thy Soul, and I'm going to ask you to dedicate just three minutes and 40 seconds to breathing with God, joining your breath with God, and reminding yourself of the wonderful accomplishments that you have made in life. Those moments when you've done something That just made a difference. And in that electric moment, you knew you made a difference. Let's celebrate you right now. I think it's something that we do not do enough. Celebrating ourselves. And as we celebrate you, I want you to feel self-love going around the circle as each one of us reminds the other, and as God on either side reminds us, we are worthy, we are enough, we matter, we are needed, and the world is a better place when we act in love. And as you breathe out, my friends, please breathe out a vision of love for the world, a vision of a world where people 
are reminded they are enough as opposed to being reminded where they are lacking. That's not to say we will ignore lacking. It is to say that in gentle, loving spirit, we can fill the holes that lacking creates with love, modeling, gentle nudging, encouragement, and we will reach the majority of the people on this planet. Be still thy soul.
only one source of light. I feel a circle that will grow throughout the week, throughout the next two weeks, that will be illuminating the world as we join our hearts and minds and souls together to celebrate our highest selves as opposed to our lowest selves. Have you ever noticed how much time and energy is invested in looking at the bad stuff in life? We have reality shows on it where we... I don't even understand some reality shows, but I think that what concerns me about some of them is that not that they are celebrating their lives, but when they make poor choices, how they react to those choices can manifest itself around the world because other people are looking to these reality stars as models. Now, there's probably not a whole lot wrong with looking to other people as models as you're learning to be a source of light. But I think that so many times we become caught up in an image of who we are supposed to be, that we lose track of who we truly are, which is a loving being. We spend so much time developing our facade that when somebody dares to disagree with that image that we are projecting of ourselves, we rise up in a defensive mode and we attack. Now, it could be that the other person is attacking you and is creating chaos in in the moment. It, it absolutely could be that there is chaos being created by that person by, because they are attacking you. But I have learned over the course of the last two years that we need to believe in the value of ourselves, even under attack. We don't change. We don't go away. We don't cease to be. But what may happen is that that image of us, that image of ourselves that is being projected becomes tarnished in our minds. And we begin focusing on polishing up an image instead of polishing up the moment. So we want to make certain that everyone knows we really are this external being that we are projecting. And we lose sight of that internal source of light that we are, and we lose sight of the internal source of light that the other person is. I like Neil Donald Walsh cards. I sometimes pull them. I I will tell you, I did like reading uh, Neil Donald Walsh's books. I don't read them all. Um, I do have favorites. But he had this, this deck of cards that you could get following conversations with God, and they were called reminders. And I would shuffle them up, and I would look at them. And one of them that 
uh, I have signed up or I really like is um, this one that says see more in an other than they are showing you. Wow. See more in another than they are showing you. So how many times do we find ourselves caught in a situation where we are in attack mode because we believe we are being attacked? And how many times when we're in that place do we demonstrate exactly the conduct the other person is claiming we exemplify? And in any of those times, do you keep your peace? In any of those times, do you stay true to you, your inner self? How often are you able to see more in a person than they are showing Those are life challenges, my friends. They are life challenges to focus on being love under attack. Because in the end, that facade that we have created, that we polish so much, in the end, that changes all the time anyway. All the time. Yes, we are daily growing. We are not the same person we were yesterday. So why do we need to cling to the illusion that we are? Why do we have to take offense if someone says something to us? that challenges who we believe we are projecting. And when we take that offense, then are we projecting who we want to be, who we believe we are? Anyone who's in an attack mode that is showing your highest self is demonstrating love, please call in right now. The number is 646-595-3584. You have to let go of that moment and let it become about that person. You have to stay true to your inner core and allow that person to experience the lesson of their words. And if their words are false, by your staying calm, by your staying true to you, by your staying sensitive to yourself, which is who you have control over, by you exemplifying love, you will allow that person to learn the lesson he or she needs to learn by not engaging in harmful words, by not engaging in a harmful response, by not making it all about you, but instead thinking in your mind if this is what they choose to think, 
I pray for a correction in their thinking. I send them love. I send them the energy to see more in this situation than they are currently seeing. But don't take the situation and have it walk through the door intact as an attack on both sides. Excuse me, just a second. Pardon me, I apologize. That serves no one, but most importantly, it does not serve you. You do not have control over what other people are thinking and doing. You do not know their motivation. Oh, you can guess. I think they're doing it because of this, and I think they're doing this because of that. How many times are those guesses actually accurate, my friends? How many times when you start checking around to find out what's going on that you learn that the motivation for someone else is completely different than what you perceive the motivation to be, than what you use your precog abilities to decide on? How often is it wrong? I'm leaving a silence there because that's a significant question. How often is our perception of another people's motivation wrong, another person's motivation wrong? But I can hear the voices out there, but Mira, but Mira, they're lying, they're lying, they're lying. Then show the lie in your conduct. Show the lie by saying, you know, I hear what you're saying. I don't know why you perceive things that way. I don't know why you believe this. But that's that's not who I am. That's not why this happened. And I can tell that this isn't a good moment for us to talk about it. But if you ever want to know what was motivating me, please let me know. But I don't agree with what you're saying. Wow. Wow. Did you notice the word lawyer was not mentioned at all? But the situation was diffused. And who was it diffused by? You. When you turn and walk away from that situation, you walk away with peace in your heart. You have not agreed to a lie. You have not engaged in a fight about the lie. And you have invited further comment about what really happened later. And I hope that as you left, you felt comfortable enough to say, peace be with you. Everyone has to learn their own life lessons 
everyone has to learn their own life lessons. Us included, you and me. But the more energy that we dedicate to worrying about what others are thinking about us, by the way, I just opened my flash chat. Thank you, Tim Brown, for you're exactly right. How much time do we spend worrying about what others are thinking about us? And during the time that we spend trying to understand, and I'm a victim of this too, maybe I should say I'm an actor of this, during the time we spend thinking about how they are evaluating us, how much precious time do we lose from from spreading love? I try very hard. I do not always succeed, and maybe that's something we should talk about here too. I try very, very, very hard to listen to the things that people say to me with love. I try. And sometimes people will come toward me or be with me, and I can sense the tension in the room. And I know part of that comes from just my job. People don't like lawyers. I think Shakespeare said, uh, what is it, kill all the lawyers or something, God bless America. But that's what he said. And, you know, that does make you nervous. I mean, people are nervous to be around me because, frankly, most people don't come in to talk to me about happy, fun stuff. It isn't like, whoa, Mara, this was a great day. You can't believe it. We got this lawsuit. You know, I mean, that's not why they come to me. Or, oh, Mara, this contract needs to have more language uh, about this, I think. And I know you wrote the contract, me, wrote the contract. And so it's like they think they're attacking my baby. And, you know, in those situations, I try to say, well, let, let's look at where we are. What do, what do you think needs to be included in the contract? Why? Tell me about it. Oh, okay. Well, let's see what we can do to make that happen. Bringing up the person who is coming toward you, bringing up the person and recognizing them as your equal. We don't have to be better than anyone, folks, but we are no worse than anyone either. We are equal. Each and every one of us is equal. Yes, that means even that guy sitting on the street is equal in terms of his human beingness. We may not respect his choices, but we must respect him as a being. And so when people come into you, if you listen to them with loving ears, if you listen to them and try to enrich their their being, what do you lose? And when the time comes that they would come to you and, and you might not be able to give, then they will remember that you did give and they will remember the dignity that you accord them as you listen to their words. Everything doesn't have to be a fight. Every time someone challenges you or asks you to change your thinking on something or your approach to something, that doesn't need to be a fight. That doesn't mean you are not enough. It means that you are being presented with an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to listen. And when you listen in love 
as opposed to listening in defensiveness. As you listen in love, instead of listening in defensiveness, you will hear what they are truly saying. You will see more in them than they are showing potentially. But most important of all, you will have kept control of you. You will not have given up your peace. Okay, so what happens when you do? Oh, yeah, you're human. The Dalai Lama says we write our scripts of life every day, and we do. We're the author of this script, and there are going to be times when someone comes in and they are going to push your buttons. I had my buttons pushed over the last year, and I am not happy with the end result, but I do know this. Well, actually, I am happy with the end result because what happened in the end was I I stopped playing for a while. I stepped off and I just sat down. And I disengaged. I disengaged with the chaos around me and I re-engaged with the peace that I know can exist. And I developed a plan of how to deal with the particular chaos within which I lived. What? You can develop a plan on how to deal with a person who's driving you crazy? Yes, you can. And you don't need to go crazy, okay? You don't need to go crazy, I promise you. And you also do not need to walk around with this clinging, heavy feeling in your heart and in your stomach like you are not enough, like other people are believing this and you are not enough. Number one, be true to you. If people are saying things about you that are untrue, then show they are untrue by your actions, by your words, by your dedication, by your commitment, by your beauty as a soul. And what was part of my plan of action? When this person comes into my mind and she still does and I know that there is no way that I can adjust her thinking of me but I can by my behavior adjust the perception others have of me as a result of her thinking and words by being true to myself but it makes me feel unhappy to have the struggle of having to deal with that. So you know what I do? I envision this person who brings chaos into my life as having everything I want in life so that I won't let her be in my mind. 
Instead, I release her to God by saying, I want this person to have everything I want. I pray that they have happiness, peace, contentment, joy, love, companionship, prosperity, safety, security. I send all of those things to her. And what was amazing when I sat down and began to develop a plan that was true to me and true to the peace that I want to have in my life, the first day I was praying that prayer of gifting her everything I want in life, gifting that to her, I bet you I did it 60 times a minute. Does that tell you how much of my mind was occupied not on me but on her? So in this title of this program, it's all about you, not really. Well, you know what? On some level, it is all about you in terms of how each and every one of us control things. But every situation is not all about us. But after the first day, I began to realize that this woman had lessons in life that she needs to learn. Uh, That's the part that's not about me. And I don't need to necessarily participate in giving her those lessons. If I demonstrate who I truly am, if I demonstrate my spirit, if I am doing my very best, that is all I can do. That is about me. And when I come home at the end of the day and light my incense, I can generally feel that I've had a good day because I have led in love. And I dare to suggest to you that the same is true for you. If you have a day where you lead in love, if you find yourself beginning to think a lot about another person or another situation, normally situations and persons go together, though, frankly, you can begin to rewrite that by getting back into your moment. Any situation, any event is already done. Your peace is in the right now. It's not in the past. It's not in what's happened. It's in the right now, and it's within you. And you can, at that moment, reach out your hand and take the hand of of God as you know God to be and hold on to the knowledge that you are a precious gem in the ring of life and be your highest self. Sending love and loving thoughts to those who are causing you consternation, those who are causing and bringing negativity to you because you are allowing it to be negative. Don't forget your role in this. Turning situations around so that they look 
They can be lighter. Sometimes that takes a lot of work, and you can feel that within your body. Each one of us has a reaction, and maybe someday we should have a program on recognizing your body's signals to you that you're about to lose your peace. Your peace is your most precious commodity. Do not give it up. Hold on to it for all it's worth. And as Tim Brown Four wrote here, I am wiser and better for having gone through what I went through in the last two years. I will be stronger. I will be a better voice for this consciousness raising that we are all involved in. I will be better able to understand because of what I experienced, I am more open to listening to people and trying to hear all that they are saying. I take ownership of my part that went wrong. And I also recognize when I need to send prayers because something is beyond my control. It's not all about us, folks. Every situation is not a life lesson for each of us. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is, our personal peace is all about us. It's all about each one of us individually. And each one of us individually is a source of light, as Annihil's Be Still Thy Soul said. Each of us is enough. As you sit here holding hands with God and feeling, excuse me, the reverberating power of that hold, as you feel your spirit uplifted, as you feel your breath joining with the breath of God, as your energy is in fact in line, in sync with God's energy, we could do a wave in this circle of love, moving first to the right as it goes around, feeling it come from the left and moving back to the right. Feel God's energy in your room and know you are enough, my friends. I mentioned earlier uh, that I like Neil Donald Walsh's conversation with cards, uh, God cards, and I love I, I love to pull them, and I got the feeling that I should. So let me share with you three. Life is a process of creation. Today is not the same as yesterday. If you made a choice yesterday that you regret, regret it and choose to live a different life today. And the same is true for every moment. Just because you set aside your peace doesn't mean you can't reconnect. And from God, a message to you, I truly want what you truly want, nothing different and nothing more. Thank you for joining me today. Peace be with you all, now and always.